we continue our sermon series this week called The Amazing Race, we're talking about running with God's strength. Isaiah highlights how we run with God's strength in this text from Isaiah chapter 40, verses 28 through 31, our first lesson for today. It also serves as our sermon text. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. This is the word of our Lord. Second lesson is found in Ephesians chapter 3. We'll read verses 14 through 21. Here the Apostle Paul prays for the Christians in Ephesus and his prayer is for us as well. He prays that we would find strength in the power of God and in the love of God. The love of God which promises to do immeasurably more than what we can even ask or imagine. For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of our Lord. Our gospel lesson today is written in Matthew's gospel, reading from chapter 19, verses 23 through 26. Here Jesus is having a discussion with his disciples following the rich man walking away sad because of his great wealth and his unwillingness to give it up. When the disciples worry about who could possibly be saved, Jesus' answer reminds us where our strength comes from. All things are possible with God. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Truly I tell you, it is hard for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished and asked, Who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. This is the gospel of our Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Today we're looking again at the Bible's description of living the Christian life as if we were running a race. And as we look at this encouragement from Isaiah chapter 40 today, we're going to see that we can not only run with God's strength, but that we can rely on that strength every single day. 
Maybe some of you are familiar with ultra-marathons. Ultra-marathons because, you know, it's not enough to punish your body by running just 26.2 miles. An ultra-marathon technically is any race that's longer than 26.2 miles, but most ultra-marathons fall into these categories. A 50-mile race or a 100-mile race. Or at times, ultra-marathons are timed. You run as far as you can in 12 hours or 24 hours. As I let that sink in for just a moment or two, what kind of stamina it takes to run an ultra-marathon, you probably have figured out that with, no matter what kind of carbo-loading you do before the race begins, there's no way that your body has stored enough energy to run for that long. So you won't be surprised to know that during the course of the race, ultra-marathoners have to replenish. They have to refuel. They have to put a lot more calories back into their bodies so that when they get to checkpoints, it's not uncommon in an ultra-marathon for a runner to eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or to drink Mountain Dews as they are running for instant energy. I've even heard of pizza being available at some of the checkpoints for the runners to be able to keep going. You see, it's necessary to replace the calories that are being burned. And so they have to refuel with that food and drink. Do you see a spiritual comparison there? As we're running the marathon of the Christian life, we need strength too, don't we? We need to replenish. We need to refuel. And that refueling is found in only one place in the word of our God. The Apostle Paul wrote it this way in Romans chapter 10. Faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word about Christ. So today as we think about running the race of our Christian life on the basis of these words from Isaiah chapter 40, let's remind ourselves that we do have strength to run with. Not our own strength, but we run with God's strength. And we, when we remember that we run with God's strength, we will first remember, as Isaiah tells us, that in our human weakness, we will grow weary. But God's strength, God's power never fails. I want to flip the four verses that we're going to look at today around a little bit because I want to start with God's promise and then back up and say why we can rely on that promise. So listen to these words again from Isaiah chapter 40, verses 30 and 31. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Even youths grow tired and weary, Isaiah says. Can I tell you one of the blessings of working in a campus ministry is the energy that the students bring to the ministry? I will tell you that, that I feel probably a lot younger than I deserve to feel because I'm around people who live with passion, with zeal, with just an energy that's infectious. But here's something I know, and students, I'm sure you can back me up on this. There are days you get tired too. There are days that you finally run out of gas that because our bodies, physical bodies crave rest, we need sleep, that finally there's just that crashing point where there's nothing left to do but let your body rest, sleep, recharge a little bit. We get what Isaiah is saying. We get the second half of what he says too, right? We'll stumble and fall. Even the most coordinated of people have those days when not everything goes well. You might stub your toe or fall to the ground, slip, twist your ankle, whatever it is, right? We get it. 
We get our human frailty, our human weakness. But I think we also understand that what God is saying here through the prophet Isaiah isn't so much about our physical rest, our physical stumbling, but there's a a point to be made spiritually here as well. We know what it's like to stumble and fall. When our sins get the better of us, that's a good description of what what we have done. When I don't love God with my whole heart, soul, and mind, when I don't love others more than I love myself, I know that I've stumbled. And then I thought about the other part of that, the idea of being tired or weary or exhausted. Maybe some of you can relate to those words over the course of the last year. With all of the changes that have been made, all of the adjustments that we've had to make to the way that we live our lives, the way we've had to adjust even here at church, the difficulty that there is even making it to church, the worries, the fears, tired, exhausted, weary. That's a pretty good word, isn't it? And then I get frustrated. I get frustrated because I know my weariness, I know my tiredness, I know when I get exhausted like that, Mostly it's because I'm thinking about ways and things that I have to do, things that I can change, my own power, my own strength, and I know that that can only fail. Maybe you found, like I have, how precious the reminders have been over the last year that it's not my strength that I have to be concerned about, that I get a strength that's from outside of myself, that there's one strength that truly keeps me going Let's me put one foot in front of the other as we live our lives in a difficult time. We know that strength comes from God. Through the prophet Isaiah, he tells us that he wants to give us hope, that we are renewed in that hope because it's all about what Christ has done in our place. It isn't my strength that I can run with, but instead it's the food, the spiritual calories that we get connecting to God through his promises in his word where God reminds us that he has a place prepared for us, where God reminds us that he's going to be with us every single step of our way. Maybe to gain even a deeper appreciation for these words of Isaiah, a brief review of the context in which they were written is in order. You might remember if you studied, remember studying the Old Testament at some point that originally Israel was one kingdom until King Solomon's day, after King Solomon's death, that split into two distinct kingdoms. The northern kingdom, called Israel, in the yellow on the screen, was made up of ten tribes, ten of the twelve tribes of the people of Israel. The other kingdom took the name Judah, one of the two remaining tribes, and that was the southern kingdom. They existed really separately, and what happened in both of those kingdoms was very sad. They both turned their backs on what God was saying in his word. They were not listening. They were worshiping false gods and God acted in judgment. The northern kingdom had trouble first. When the Assyrians came and literally destroyed the northern ten tribes, but they didn't stop with the people of Israel. They came right up to the very door of the people of Judah, camping outside of Jerusalem, preparing to lay siege to that capital city. God reacted and acted in a very miraculous way to send the Assyrians back home and he preserved the people of Judah. But there was still trouble ahead. And the chapter before, Isaiah chapter 40, God prophesies through Isaiah that another nation, 
The nation of Babylon was going to come in and take the people of Judah captive to Babylon for 70 years. Can you imagine what it was like for Isaiah to make that prophecy? Can you imagine what it was like for the people of Israel to hear, the people of Judah to hear those words in the previous chapter that they were going to fall on some very, very difficult times? That's what makes chapter 40 so amazing. Because the first two, verse, the first two words of the first verse of chapter 40 are the exact same word. Comfort. Comfort, comfort my people, says God. You see, even though there were difficult times ahead for the people of Judah, what God wanted them to know is that he had not forgotten about them. And he had not forgotten his promises that he was going to bring a Savior, a Messiah into the world that would save them from their sins. Oh, they were going to go through some difficult times, but God would be with them through all of it. And then the picture, to renew their hope, to let them soar as on the wings of an eagle. That's a great picture, isn't it? What God wanted for his people. I'm going to guess that most of you here have watched an eagle in flight. It's pretty majestic, isn't it? Those are some powerful birds with strong wings. They literally can soar above it all, right? That's exactly what God wants for his people. Not just the people of Judah, but for you and me too. To remember that in his strength, we can be above all of the troubles and the difficulties of this life because of what God has promised, the future that we have through him. That's why God can say that we can walk and not grow faint, that we can run with no weariness because we're plugged into the strength of God. So let me encourage you to ask yourself this question. Is that how you feel right now? Like you're just soaring above it all? Everything's going great, right? You're just sailing through life? Maybe some days. But if we're really honest with ourselves, we would have to say that there's some days that really aren't like that at all. You don't have to watch too many fail videos, do you, to understand that gravity seems to win, right? More often than not. And maybe that feels that way from a spiritual point of view too. That as we are lifted up on those, those wings of an eagle, gravity keeps dragging us back down to earth. Maybe for our students, it's that oh boy, the semester has just not started quite the way that I thought it was going to. Classes are a little bit more difficult. My responsibilities have increased. It's just a frustrating time. Maybe it's as one youngster said this week, you have a Zoom ache because you're just tired of being on the computer all the time, right? Maybe there's lots of other reasons. There's no limit to the things that seem to drag us down. Maybe it's a health crisis that you are experiencing yourself or somebody you love is experiencing. Maybe it's simply a relationship that just isn't exactly where you'd like it to be. So many things try and drag us back down to earth to keep us forgetting that we can soar above it all in the strength that God provides. So how do I know? How do I know that God's going to provide me that strength? How can I trust that God is going to give me the stamina that I need, the fuel that I need to get through the race of this Christian life? It's because God's power never fails. That's exactly what the, apostle, or what the prophet Isaiah says in Isaiah chapter 40, verses 28 and 29. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. 
I love how Isaiah gives us four reasons. Four reasons why we can trust that God will give us the strength to soar above it all. He first of all reminds us that he is the creator, the almighty, everlasting God who put everything here to the ends of the earth. It's amazing to think about, isn't it? To remind ourselves that the God that we worship is the creator of all things and that the way he brought those things into existence was simply by speaking the words. Maybe not tonight or in the next week because of the temperatures, but at some point, just go outside on a clear night and just look up into the sky. Look at all the stars. Imagine the size of the universe and then remember that God, the God that you serve is bigger. He's bigger than the universe. He's the one who created it. Second reason Isaiah gives us that we can trust God is that he never tires. He never needs to sleep. He never needs rest. God never grows weary. Think about what that means for you and me. God doesn't take vacations. He doesn't need time off. He knows what you're going through every single day, every single year of your life, and he knows exactly what you need to get through it. Number three, Isaiah says that we can't understand. God's beyond our understanding, that we can't comprehend everything that he has in store. And I know, like you, that we maybe sometimes wish God would let us in a little bit more on what he's trying to accomplish. But there's some peace, isn't there, in knowing that, that God is greater than us, that, that God has got all things under his control, and that our ways are not his ways Isaiah says that actually in chapter 55, that as high as the heavens are above the earth, so much greater are God's ways than our ways and God's thoughts than our thoughts. The fourth and final reason that Isaiah gives is that God gives. He's the one who gives strength to the weary. He's the one who gives power to the weak. God gives. Yes, every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of the heavenly lights. The most perfect gift that God could give, he gave. God gave his only son, his only son Jesus to take our place. Can you imagine the strength that it took Jesus to have the sins of the entire world, yours and mine, placed on him as he went to the cross? Don't we get to witness the power of Jesus when we see him vacate his tomb? When he leaves that tomb empty on Easter morning, guaranteeing you and me that our sins are washed away forever, that our place in heaven is secured. See, God has given us exactly what we need in Jesus. He has given us the forgiveness of sins. He has given us the gift of eternal life. And that's the God who promises that he's going to give us his strength every step of our way. I love these passages from the Psalms that remind us of the power that God has and why it leaves us comforted. Psalm 121, He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. And then in Psalm 4, I will lie down and sleep in peace for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. What a wonderful blessing to hear that we can sleep in peace we can rest assured in this life. We can run with God's strength because he never slumbers or sleeps. Question or some takeaways today from our sermon that I pray you can take home with you. Number one, we may grow weary running the race of the Christian life, but we don't lose heart. When life gets tough, when you feel exhausted, when you feel tired, don't 
get down, but look up. Look up to the one that lets you soar. Number two, we can soar like on wings of an eagle with God's love and with his strength. That's God's promise to you, that through his word you can refuel. He will renew you and lift you up as on wings of an eagle. And finally, number three, God never sleeps. And his matchless power leads us home to heaven. Every second of every hour of every day, God is watching over you. He knows exactly where you're at. He knows exactly what you're feeling. He knows exactly what you need. And he has the power to give it. What a confidence we can have in those three words, God never sleeps. As a matter of fact, that's such a great phrase. Will you repeat those three words with me? Just say them together. God never sleeps. Will you take that with you this week? That's a great phrase to just hold on to. Just to remember, God is always watching. He never needs a break from you or me. And not only that, God promises that in his constant vigilance over our lives, that he's going to renew our strength. That he's going to give us the strength that we need to run the race of the Christian life. Yes, when we feel tired and weary, that's when we go back to the promises of God. That's when we are able to walk in those promises without getting faint, to run without growing weary because we're connected to our Savior. And it's with our Savior that we can run with God's strength all the way to our heavenly home. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding will guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.